0: You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 79. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Yami. I'm a board certified pediatrician, certified health and wellness coach, author, and speaker. I'm also a passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, motivation, and mindset, so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Are you ready to get started? Let's do this.
2: We do not need extra protein. You heard from Marcia. She ended up with kidney stones. She was getting too much protein. What is missing is
0: fiber there's not a
2: protein deficiency there's a fiber
0: deficiency welcome back veggie lovers can you believe that this is the last sunday of 2019 we are only a couple of days away from ringing in the brand new year 2020 so excited and i'm incredibly excited to bring you today's episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. We have two amazing ladies, the plant chicks. They're so fun. I'm so glad that I met them at the Lifestyle Medicine Conference this year. And I'm incredibly grateful that they came on the show to tell more about their story and what they do out there in the world and how you can work with them. So. Before we get started on that episode, just wanna remind you of a few things that the information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment by your healthcare provider or your child's healthcare provider. So if you have concerns about you or your child in medical terms, then go speak to your physician. In addition, if you are enjoying my podcast, I beg you, please consider subscribing, rating and reviewing my podcast and of course sharing it with all of the people that you love that you think may benefit from the information on this podcast. In addition, follow me on social media. I'm at the Dr. Yami on Instagram and on Facebook. And my website is dryami.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-Y-A-M-I.com. And you can find all of my goodies there. If you aren't already on my newsletter, I send out a newsletter every week that tells you about the episode and other fun, interesting things that come along events and those kinds of things then you can get on my mailing list as well and the way that you do that is either going to dryami.com forward slash sign up s-i-g-n-u-p or you can text the word fiber f-i-b-e-r to 66866 and then you can get added on to my newsletter and I would really appreciate it Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had a fabulous 2019. If you want to learn more about setting intentions for the new year, go back and listen to episode 77. I talked about the power of setting intentions rather than going crazy with goals. There's pros and cons to both, obviously, but this year I have chosen to set an intention rather than a huge list of goals. So that's what I'm doing. I hope that you have a wonderful, fabulous new year, New Year's Eve. Stay safe, stay plantastic, hug the ones you love, tell them how much you love them, rejoice together about what amazing year that you had and all the great time that you had together and just be joyful and be happy it's time to celebrate time to celebrate a new year new beginning fun times so let's get on to the episode with the plant chicks so who are the plant chicks the plant chicks are jackie and marcia So they help women get off fad diets and into sustainable lifestyles. At Plant Chicks, you will find a community of women inspiring and supporting each other in their plant-based health journey. Whether you are plant curious, a part-time plant chick, or a plant-based pro, they have your back. You will become the healthiest and most confident you've ever felt on the Plant Chicks lifestyle. You wanna know the best part? You will make lifelong connections and girlfriends in the plant chicks tribe. Community is crucial to health and happiness and their tribe delivers. So who are these ladies? Jackie Tarleton is a certified well coach and wellness advocate, is passionate about improving health through fabulous fun and scientifically proven lifestyle changes. She earned her Bachelor of Science degree in Nutrition and Dietetics, and she practiced as a registered dietitian early in her career. She is currently a certified well coach, complete health improvement program facilitator, and corporate wellness trainer specializing in the power of plants to improve health and longevity for her clients and ROI four corporations. She has studied nutrition, health, and fitness since 1986. And she was introduced to the power of plant-based nutrition in 1994. She's always worked in the health field and she has gone from deadly addictions to fabulously thriving. It is Jackie's mission to coach you through your unhealthy lifestyle habits to live your best, happiest, and most vibrant life. And she says that the best part is that it's never too late to start. Marcia Prince is an award-winning international health and wellness expert. She is the go-to health and fitness expert for numerous TV and radio stations that include Fox News Radio, iHeartRadio, CW33, WFAA's Channel 8 News in Dallas. And she was named D Magazine's top trainer to follow on Instagram in 2016 and Dallas's top 10 most influential women in 2015. She has numerous certifications, including nutrition, physical fitness, biomechanics and resistance training, and pre- and postnatal wellness. She attends the latest research in her field through continuous education every year. Marcia credits her success to her healthy lifestyle behaviors. From hot mess to healthanista, she is living a plant-based, eco-friendly lifestyle that has helped her overcome many challenges in life. She firmly believes that you need to live a healthy lifestyle to be successful in life. Health is not just what you are eating, it is also what you are thinking, saying, and doing daily. Her Health Anista programs have changed thousands of lives. Goals that clients once thought might be impossible to achieve were met and surpassed upon completion of her programs. The plant chicks are amazing, and I think that you will fall in love with these ladies. They're so positive. They have amazing stories. I'm always a little surprised that no matter how many guests I have on here, i learned so much from them, and I feel like the connections that I make podcasting have been incredible, but I think you're really going to like Jackie and Marcia, their stories, and their ability to just really inspire you, inspire you to thrive. So without further ado, let's hear from Jackie and Marcia. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to have these beautiful ladies on Veggie Doctor Radio, the official plant chicks. Ooh. Marcia, Prince, and Jackie Tarleton. Welcome, ladies, to Veggie Doctor Radio.
2: Woohoo! Thank you for having us. Thank you, Dr. Yami.
0: I knew that I liked you guys when I found out you guys used the broccoli song, because <laughs> you know that that's the official song of this podcast, so I knew that we would get along very well. So ladies, thank you so much for doing the work that you do. I am so grateful and appreciative that there's people like you out in the world that are helping others reach the well-being that they want and they deserve. But I know I really want to know, and my listeners want to know about each of your journeys. How did you get to be in this place? How did you learn about a plant-based diet and a plant-based lifestyle?
1: Well, this is Marcia. Hey, everybody. Um, I'll start first because it's a good segue into Jackie and how we met. So I came from the diet culture where my mom did fad diets. So I grew up on the standard American diet, but my mom was always on this quest to look for the fountain of youth. And she always used the term skinny. Mm -hmm. So my mom would get really skinny. And then she would go back and relapse on the standard American diet. So she would do a fad diet, relapse to standard American. It was like that diet roller coaster, or you could say hamster wheel, because it was like a circle she kept doing over and over. And just as a young child, you know, I was pretty skinny as a kid. So nutrition didn't really, I would say, I didn't know much about it. I didn't think much about it. I thought, you know, I'm genetically lucky. You know, you're that kid, like you can eat a couple burgers and get away with it. But as I got older, I started noticing that I was starting to take to my mom's diet culture for fad diet so mm-hmm. I was like starting to the point when I was 18 19 I was working at McDonald's working at Taco Bell uh, of course eating crap like the standard I'm Hispanic so I had Hispanic food like tortillas made of lard and carnitas and just a bunch of our traditional food growing up so there was really no health in my diet per se so long story short I was on this quest myself and I started doing the Atkins and South Beach, any fad diet that was coming out. Um, I didn't realize, i would obviously surface later on, that my mom was this fad diet queen and relapsing to the standard American diet, that I would be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're a woman out there, your children are watching you, your, your daughter is watching you. And you, know, I ne- you never think you're going to be your mom. You're like, I, I, want nothing, you know, I don't want to be nothing like her. But then, of course, you're like, oh, my gosh, I am my mom. Here I am doing that same thing. But I was actually, which is crazy, my mom would gain like 100 pounds afterwards and work so hard to get it off and then gain 100 pounds, work so hard. I never had that problem. Mine was always like 10 or 20 pounds, but I still fell into that diet lifestyle. But I did learn one thing from every fad diet that I did is they got you off processed foods and they wanted you to eat more whole foods. So that was one concept I did grasp from going from diet to diet. And it wasn't until I hit uh, the competition diet, I thought, let me go do a fitness competition. So I became a fitness competitor, did it for five years. I was on the high protein, low carb. There was no processed food, no sugar, no alcohol, no caffeine, It was super, super clean, but I was eating high amounts of animal proteins, like eggs for breakfast. Like we had the typical egg whites and oatmeal and lunch would be chicken and broccoli and avocado. (laughs) And we'd have that a couple more times, but I did it for five years so dedicatedly, like ethically. Like I was committed to, this is the way to eat. Everybody should eat like this. That five years into this low carb, high protein lifestyle, I started getting kidney stones, low energy, cystic acne, um, I, it's kind of crazy. I was a personal trainer. I became a personal trainer. I feel like my mom's life's work. I transitioned to find that eternal quest for the next bad diet. Like what is the diet, you know? And, you know, going like fitness competitor diet, I thought I found it because I was pretty consistent on it five years and I felt good. But what I equated like having a six pack and abs, you know, like in a good butt and glutes and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't healthy on the inside. So aesthetically, I did look good on the outside but inside I was tired, the acne, the kidney stones. So finally, by my third time getting my kidney stones lasered, which is pretty sad if you've had kidney stones, it's not fun, and it was due to the high protein diet, I had to go see the registered dietitian in the hospital, and I learned a new term there called orthorexia. And they said, your diet is so healthy, quote unquote, they go, it's, we think you have orthorexia because you're committing to this lifestyle, super high protein, and you're getting these kidney stones because of the high protein. And they said, We see these in Atkins people who come in with high, you know, the kidney stones from the high protein, but they're eating bacon and cheese. You're not. And I was like, Really? Because I was like doing the one time your body weight with the protein. So I was eating, because it was 140 grams in the competitor, I was trying to get 140 grams of animal protein in a day trying to meet these requirements, thinking I'm gonna build more muscle, you know what I mean? But in reality, you have to work with your genetics. But due to this long journey of where I found myself sitting in this registered dietitian you know, hospital office, and she said, you need to go on a low protein diet or you're gonna ruin your kidneys and your liver. She goes, I see a lot of bodybuilders and fitness competitors, and that's a very tiny, small segment, but you guys are eating way too much protein. Super high, is actually doing you a disservice that was the first concept it was like my aha moment. Like, I'm like, wait, what I'm eating too much protein. I didn't think there was such a thing. <laughs> I was like I'm too much animal protein at, at, um, at that. So long story short, she hands me this paper and she said, I want you to follow this for 30 days and we're going to do your blood work after. And you know, you don't to commit to this forever, but do it, you know, in my fad diet lifestyle. I was like, Oh, it's another fad diet. You know, let me give me another diet. Let me do it. I was always game. So I looked at it and I saw there was no meat, there was no cheese, like basically no animal products. And then I saw vegan diet on the top of the thing. And it was so funny. I've never heard the word vegan my entire life. I knew what a vegetarian was. And I saw and I go, vegan? And she goes, no, vegan. <laughs> I'll never forget. I called it vegan for the longest time. I'm like, I'm on this vegan diet. <laughs> it was so funny, but anyways, I tried it for the 30 days and to my surprise, I felt better. I was like I, I lost like ten pounds of inflammation. Like I was already fit anyways, but it was just like I was leaner. I—I I can't even explain it. My body felt good. I felt like I was so inflamed in my joints that it helped with my joints. It helped with my hands, my feet, because my feet were always swollen for some reason. Eating the high protein diet, I didn't, you know, realizing you know like your sodium, potassium, everything was out of whack in my body. But my ankles would swell up. It was the craziest thing. So I decided to try it and she suggested some books like, you know, I want you to eat a little more raw foods because you're eating all these cooked foods. You're not eating enough raw. You don't have to be fully raw, but more raw. And so she recommended Carol Alt's book called Raw to get some more ideas. And this is, this is 10 years ago. Okay. So back in the day, so I started reading all these books on eating more raw and fresh foods and you know, just more of a vegan, vegetarian, because they didn't have the term plant-based 10 years ago. It was more, you looked for a vegan book or a vegetarian, and I would modify a vegetarian book and take out stuff. So anyways, here I am 10 years later, fully embracing the plant-based lifestyle. I have not had acne since then. I've not had kidney stones. Um, I've never been on a quote-unquote diet, and it was the craziest thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on a lifestyle. I don't have to worry about my weight. I don't have to worry about you know, just what am I going to eat next? And and I did have those fears when I first went to the office, like, where am I going to get my protein? Will fruit make me fat? Oh my God, there's so many carbs on this diet. Like, of course, coming from a low carb, um, high protein, I had a million questions, but I kind of learned as I went through, I was pretty open to that. And I got certified in nutrition, certified in plant-based nutrition. Um, I love going to medical conferences, learning from people. I like evidence-based science because I originally went to school for nursing, believe it or not. To not become a nurse and then becoming a health and fitness trainer because i love the preventative side of it
2: and that's how i met Jackie. <laughs> that's right and hi everyone my name is jackie and my journey i'm actually a midwestern girl by heart so i grew up in wichita kansas and we had like the traditional family home we would have dinner together every night and i looking back on this i have no idea how my parents did this grew up in a blended family, so I lived with my mom and my stepfather. And every meal, like they always preached good, healthy, well-rounded meals and good nutrition. Like for breakfast, we would never have sugary cereals. Lunch would be like peanut butter and jelly and whatever. Like it was just good stuff. And then dinner, we would always have some kind of uh, veggie and some kind of starch, but it would always be centered around a protein source, an animal protein source. And literally, we thought this was healthy. So it wasn't until I went to college where I started realizing, you know what, this is actually something that's really important to me. I do like nutrition. I want to look into this a little bit more. I ended up getting my degree in nutrition and dietetics, practiced as a registered dietitian. But it was also in college that I discovered that I wasn't a huge fan of meat and animal products. So I wanted to try and be a vegetarian. Well, my vegetarianism lasted about 14 or 15 years, and I felt amazing. But I was not ready to give up dairy because I grew up on dairy. I love dairy, I love milk, I love cheese. Like I could literally have dinner with, it would be cheese and wine. So wine and alcohol played a very, very big, big part of my life for many, many years. And I'll get into that in just a minute. But It was also in college that I noticed that lifestyle has a huge effect on my health. I actually had high cholesterol in college, and when I would go to my physical, I noticed it was high, so then I ended up changing my lifestyle. I would cut back on the processed and refined foods that I was eating, lower my saturated fat. I was drinking skim milk, so I thought I was being healthy, all these things. And my cholesterol would get back into, it would normalize again. I was exercising, was very active. I cheered throughout college. So I was always very active and had a lot of fun, right? And it was my mentor dietitian who I met during my internship, my dietetic internship. And this was back in the early to mid-90s. She introduced me. She was vegan. And like Marcia said, the term plant-based wasn't around way back then. So she was vegan and she introduced me to some people you might know. Dr. Dean Ornish, T. Colin Campbell, Caldwell Esselstyn. This is back in the mid 90s. So I learned about the power of vegan diets or lifestyle medicine way back then. And it's been really, really fascinating to see the evolution and see how Dean Ornish's, all of the studies that he was doing, because he was just publishing back then. And now 30 years later, CMS, Centers for Medicaid and Medicare and Medicaid Services, is now reimbursing for the Ornish Lifestyle Program for cardiac rehab, and we're looking at it for diabetes as well. So it's been fascinating to watch this evolution. So fast forward, I, I practiced as a dietitian for several years. And then I ended up getting into medical sales because I saw these drug reps coming into the office and to the hospital. They were all cute. They talked, they were fun. They always just could just go in and out. And it was fun. I'm like, I need to do that. So I ended up getting into that. And my life took on a whole different meaning then. I was traveling a ton. I was entertaining physicians. You've been to these conferences. You go out to the dinners with the reps. And it was just a very fast lifestyle. I had a lot of fun. But in May 2012, I was just, I'd had enough. I was exhausted. I wasn't really fulfilled. I had this just this huge emptiness in my life. I mean, on the outside, it looked like everything was going well. And by this time too i'd also reverted back to eating some animal products so fish some chicken didn't really eat steak or anything so i was like healthy in air quotes and may 2012 i was just sick and tired of being sick and tired and that's when i just had to like really look and see what i was doing and i realized that i was drinking entirely too much and i decided on may 12th, no may 15th, 2012 that I had to tap out. I was done and I quit drinking. So I've been sober since May 15th, 2012. And it was then that like I really just thought I was going to quit drinking. I literally had no idea that quitting alcohol, being sober was so much more. I literally had to learn who I was. Had to learn what I liked, what my passions were, what what like made me fuel. And that's when I went back to my love of lifestyle medicine. And it was about six years, yeah, like six years ago that I started going to the International Plant-Based Nutrition Healthcare Conference, really started getting more involved. I started also going to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine where we just met you in real life in Orlando earlier this year. And then what it was about four years ago that my best girlfriend, was she came here to Florida to visit and her son had just graduated from high school. She was training for a fitness competition. I'm like, man, I've always wanted to do that. And I, but I can never stop. I could never stop drinking long enough to do the training for a fitness competition. And it was at that moment, I'm like, Jackie, you don't have any excuse anymore. You're not drinking. You're sober. What's your excuse? You've got to do this. It's a bucket list thing. So I talked to my girlfriend. I'm like, all right, I want to do this, but how can I do this? I only will do it if I trained, if I can do it plant-based. And as a a registered dietitian in the past, I'm not going to take any kind of nutrition knowledge from someone who has no idea what they're talking about. So I I needed to work with someone, have a coach that could train me who knew what they were talking about nutritionally and also knew what they were talking about physically. So my girlfriend helped me find this amazing coach. She sent me some Instagram profiles. I interviewed several coaches. One coach, Dr. Yami, was saying, she goes, oh yeah, I can train you plant-based, but can you eat chicken and eggs every once in a while? (laughs) No, no, no. So anyway, she sent me another profile and I looked at this woman's profile and I saw on there that this woman had the E. Cornell T. Colin Campbell Plant-Based Nutrition Certification. I'm like, all right, I got to talk to this girl. And she was like this IFBB bikini pro. She had all these amazing accolades. So I get this woman on the phone. Her name was Marcia Prince <laughs> and it was love at first sight. So she trained me. She took me to the stage. I competed, was it my 48th or 49th birthday? I can't even remember. Your 48th birthday. You my, On your 48th. Yes. So literally on my 48th birthday, it was day before competition. I'm like, she, We did this amazing photo shoot. I seriously felt like a princess and she trained me, took me to stage. It was so incredible. It was so much fun. I, oh, It was a bucket list item and I couldn't ask for a better coach. Well, fast forward about another couple months, my husband, he could tell because in this time I'd also gone to get my well coach certification. I'm also a certified health and wellness coach. And he knew that I really wanted to go into coaching full time and not be in medical sales anymore. And he goes, Jackie, I'll, I'll support the family. You do this. I know you want to do it. So I call Marcia, my coach, and I'm going to talk to her about health advice. I'm not health advice, about coaching advice, business advice. And she goes, Jackie, would you want to go into business with me? I'm like, what? I'm like, bow down. I'm like, of course I do. You're my role model, my mentor. This would be amazing. And Dr. Yami, that's how the Plant Chicks were born. That started October 2017, but we officially became Plant Chicks January 2018. And it has been the ride of our lives. It's been mostly amazing. But as you know, with any entrepreneurial life, there's ups and downs. But I can't think of a better person to be doing this business with.
0: Wow. Such amazing stories. So there's so much we can talk about, but I want to go backwards a little bit to Marcia and you know, you came full circle, didn't you from like, okay. I, I, I saw when you posted your story on Instagram about this kidney stone thing. And so I have heard, I've never had a kidney stone. Thank goodness. I'm going to knock on wood here. Um, but I hear that it's, more painful than giving birth. I've given birth, so I know what that feels like. It does not feel good. (laughs) So you went through it three times. At what point did you hear or did you think that maybe it was connected to your diet? You know, it's kind of crazy. A lot of us
1: are protected of our diets due to like tradition or, you know, it's how we grew up, right? Well, long story short, I, you think the first time getting kidney stones would resonate? No. It was maybe the second, but I kept, just because I quote unquote looked good, I associated my my aesthetics with my, like I'm healthy. Like this diet is, my body looks good. I'm not fat. I'm not, you know, overweight. Like I, I was so stuck on the word, the skinny, the word skinny was stuck in my head from my childhood, my youth. So I really, said okay this diet is making me quote unquote fit skinny healthy in my in my eyes but you know what it was that third time it was when they because my kidney stones were so large and if you can't pass a kidney stone you get them lasered and it breaks it up and so my husband's taking me and he actually says to me like the second time he didn't say anything but the third he goes I don't think you should do this diet anymore this competitor diet this thing isn't healthy I'm like, you, you think like, I don't know why, but it's like, I sat into that room and when she presented it to me, like, I don't know why, when she said, I see a lot of fitness and bodybuilder people, which is very tiny amount and they get kidney stones quite often. They have liver and kidney issues. And I'm like, really? And it didn't, it didn't dawn on me. Cause I thought just because fitness people had six packs, I thought they were healthy, but you know, just because someone has a six pack does not mean they're healthy. So I had to learn the hard way. It was, it was, very mind blowing and crazy. My aha moment was the year of uh, November 2009, because that's when I went for my appointment. But January uh, 2010 is when I went full force into the lifestyle because I, I wasn't sure how long I was going to stick with it. You know, what I mean, I was a fad mm-hmm. dieter who's like, how long was I going to stick with this vegan diet? Right. And luckily, I didn't have a lot of vegan junk food going into it. I went straight into whole food, plant based, because that was what I was taught. And I knew then, you know, processed foods or processed vegan foods or vegetarian foods weren't good. We didn't have Beyond Meats and all that stuff. They only had, I think, like one or two choices, like Morningstar, and I knew, to me, it was, I was like, oh, that's crap, I'm not gonna eat that. I need to be eating beans, and I need to be eating, you know, fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains. So I always had embraced the whole food lifestyle. I have never really took to the vegan junk food. But don't get me wrong, I love the vegan junk food innovation today. <laughs> it's a little fun. And you can help people transition off the standard American diet into some of those foods into a plant-based because we're starting to see now the standard American vegan diet. So, but yes, it's it's having that aha moment. I think it does take a few times. It's not one or two times. I I do think with people, it sometimes you have to get it over and over. And I'm that person.
0: Yeah. Well, and I can imagine that once you've kind of bought into an ideology because of the results you're getting, it's really hard. To get yourself out of that you know it's it's that confirmation bias thing that we have that like okay this must be good because of this and this and this so i'm going to ignore the fact that i keep getting kidney stones (laughs) over and over despite the fact that it's painful as heck but how about did any doctor ever say anything to you like i'm just wondering about the physician side i mean i know the dietitian talked to you the nutritionist but was there ever a physician that said hey you know you should look into your diet
1: no my physician did not that they did not say that. They just, by the third one, because he was like, well, we know that you're getting us. They, they were asking, are you drinking too much caffeine? I'm like, I'm a fitness competitor. We don't do caffeine. They're like, are you drinking too much soda? I'm like, I'm a fitness guy. Like I was so with that title, I'm a fitness competitor, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then finally he's like, I think it's probably the high protein. And that's when he said, I think you need to see the registered dietitian. She's the one who laid it out, that mind blown. Like every yes. I sat in the office and I think I had four or five aha moments there.
0: Yeah. So you know, because though, I, I think, think I think oh, sorry, go ahead Jackie.
2: No, I do have to give that doctor from 10 years ago a shout out because so many doctors don't even think to refer to the registered dietitian. So that's uh-huh. huge. And then having a registered dietitian who even knew about veganism back then is also huge. It's like all the stars aligned,
0: which is uh-huh. huge. And ginormous. Absolutely. But I think what I want to point out for the listeners is that doctors kind of buy into this protein more protein is better for you too just so you guys know so that's why nothing it didn't come through until the third time and they're like maybe it might be this <laughs> you know like you know what i'm saying like because they also think it can't be bad for you i have a friend who she's a naturopathic physician who says that she could have an entire practice specializing just in people who have kidney problems from high protein diets, not even just fitness competitors, but people who have gotten kidney failure from eating high protein diets. I think it's going to become more common now because we are going more and more into these high protein diets because people Mm -hmm. are so terrified of carbs. And because like you were saying, Marcia, we're chasing a body type. We're chasing an aesthetic. We're not necessarily looking at the well-being component and what can help us most in the end. So I just kind of wanted to point that out. So you went full circle, you were, you know, having these kidney stones, but then you, you saw something that helped you got, helped you get better, helped you feel better. And then you meet Jackie. What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. One thing that I wanted to ask you, Jackie, which I'm making an assumption, have you kind of always had a lean body type? You know, I have been lean for the
2: most part, but there were periods of time when I got a little bit heavier. In college, I didn't gain the freshman 15 only because I had an eating disorder. So I was anorexic and then it turned a little bit into bulimia. I overcame that. And then there was a period of time where I gained maybe like 10 or 15 pounds, but I've never been real big. Mm-hmm. But I come from a family who's morbidly obese. And one of the things that Marcia and I talk a lot about, because she also comes from a family that has a lot of obesity, is I had to change this whole thing with me. Mm-hmm. So my both my maternal mother, both my mother and my father are morbidly obese. My sister was morbidly obese. She actually was going to have gastric bypass. Her insurance changed so she couldn't make it or she couldn't have the surgery. She was devastated. But you know what she did? She completely changed her lifestyle and she lost 70 pounds on her own. So it's something that I have to be conscious about every day. Like Mm -hmm. I really do need to make sure that I'm working out. I am eating real whole plant foods. I'm choosing foods that are nourishing and healing to my body because my go-to is not healthy.
0: Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is because you were talking about how in college your cholesterol was going up and, you know, definitely despite your body type, I think it's important for people to know that what you put in your body affects your chemistry and affects how the inside of your body functions, despite what you look like on the outside. But the opposite is true as well. You could be a larger bodied person. And change your diet, and those markers can change very rapidly before the size of your body changes. So I think that's important to point out because we do have a bias that lean people are automatically healthy and that larger body people are automatically unhealthy. And both of those are untrue just looking at it, you know, from the surface there. You know, it is very important what you put in your body um, as far as changing those markers and and having well-being. So So interesting. Both of you guys have such interesting stories. And both of you looks like you have been affected by this cultural ideal of thinness as well. You know, Marcia with learning from the example of your mother, I had the same, you know, story. I wrote about it in my book and I also want to give a shout out to mothers out there because everybody really is doing the best they can. And when mothers have fear about their daughters, becoming overweight, because they don't want them to suffer the same thing. They may push even harder as far as getting the family on a diet and getting them on a healthy way of eating and restricting food, because they don't want their daughters to suffer the same way they did from this cultural ideal. So it's just so complicated. It's so complex. And it's creating so much suffering in our society, especially for women. Wow, great stories ladies. Okay, so you started the plant chicks and now you're out to save the world and help so many people. Um what has been the most surprising thing in this journey of creating the plant chicks and doing this work together?
1: I feel like it's living my passion. Like I finally after 40 something years, I'm 45 now, Jackie and I started two years ago. I'm like at 42, I guess two or three, I'm living my ultimate passion. Everything I've learned from my childhood to my fad diet hamster wheel, to my kidney stone issue. And then the journey of learning how to go plant based all came to me meeting Jackie and doing this. So just living my passion. It's like, you know, people always think it's too late. Like they they say, you have to have it figured out at 18, you know what you're going to do, do this, do that. At 20, you know, if you haven't had kids, family, and a home all by 30, you know, you're a failure in our American society. But, you know, I just feel like told Jackie, it's like, I feel like I'm just now starting my life. Like, here we are. I'm 45 years old. We're two years into our business. We live our passion every single day. And it is, it comes full circle. I don't regret any of the past that I did because I can relate to my clients on fad diets. I used to smoke too. That was another thing. <laughs> I stopped smoking. I, sm- I smoked for 10 years. So when people had these Bad lifestyle habits. I'm like, girl, I get you. And we relate to women, Jackie and I. And I, I feel like women, we're different creatures. We're a little more emotional. We want to be heard. You know, guys, when I used to train guys in the beginning, you can give them a diet and they are so type A, they can, you know, do the workout diet. Don't even question it and do it. Women want to know why. They, they have all these questions. They may or may not do it. So I know the woman is a little more complicated. And uh, they're a little more delicate creature, but just because of society, the norms, like you gotta be skinny, you gotta look like this, Photoshop, magazine, that. So Jackie and I kind of cut through the bull crap and help them see themselves. Like you're beautiful just the way you are. And everything you've done in the past leads you to where you are today so that you can ultimately live your your own passion, your purpose, and heal yourself
0: through that. Wow, that's beautiful. I love it. And it also just reminds me, That Jackie, you checked off one of your bucket list items on your 48th birthday doing a fitness competition. You know, wow, both of you ladies are amazing. Um, Marcia, when did you stop smoking? How old were you?
1: I was 28. I did it from 18 to 28.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I love this because both of you guys have firsthand experience in reversing a habit, like a very very hardwired habit, Jackie with the drinking, which I can't identify with that because I cannot stand alcohol. So that one's easy for me. Um, Marcia with the smoking. I did actually smoke a little bit in high school, but it, I never, it never caught on. It was just like a few times, but the food for me, that's been my habit. So you guys have so many resources because you have so much experience and so much personal knowledge and how to be able to reverse these habits. That is just simply amazing. All right, Jackie, what about you? What do you think has been the most surprising thing you've learned doing this work?
2: The most surprising thing is women don't know that they have a choice. And we literally, like, we have to set boundaries. And there's so many boundaries around a healthy lifestyle, around drinking, around whatever, marriage, around relationships, friendships like we are important you are important and just like it says like on when you're on an airplane if when you're flying if if anything happens put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then your loved ones and that is one thing that we as women need to do to take care of ourselves first so that we can show up and be there for our friends our families our loved ones If something doesn't serve you, if it's not going to help you be the best version of yourself, no is a complete answer. We don't have to explain. Just say no with a smile on your face and so that you can be there for you first and then for your loved ones.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. And I do think that we live in a day and age where we almost need to give ourselves permission to do that. You know, I've definitely been through a lot of therapy and done a lot of personal development work and done a lot of thought models and that's something that I've had to learn for myself too that there's no shoulds, there's no have to's. We we get to choose our own path and I've learned that what helps me is to choose the path that gives me the most well-being because whenever I feel good inside, I can shine my light even brighter and help the people around me even more. Like I can be a better mother, I can be a better wife, I can be a better physician. Um, Instead of whenever I feel like I'm completely depleted, I've given too much, I can't help anybody, you know? So that is just a wonderful insight that you've learned from that. That's great. All right, so I want to get into the nitty gritty of what you guys teach and one of the things that your program centered around, and that's my favorite F word, fiber. So why are you both so obsessed with fiber?
2: Fiber is life. You guys, there is so, there, there's like an infatuation with protein, there's protein in water, there's protein everywhere. We do not need extra protein. You heard from Marcia, she ended up with kidney stones, she was getting too much protein. What is missing? Is fiber there's not a protein deficiency there's a fiber deficiency I think less than 90 like 95% of Americans don't get the recommended amount of fiber on their diet for women that's about 25 grams adult women about 25 grams of fiber a day and adult males about 35 or 38 grams of fiber a day and most Americans are getting like 10 to 15 grams of fiber a day if you are not going to the bathroom at least once a day, then we need to talk fiber. Where is fiber found? Fiber is found only in plant foods. Animal foods do not have any fiber. So only plant foods have fiber, that's fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans, greens, grains, legumes, and you guys, this food is delicious. Might take your taste buds a little bit of time to get used to it, but eventually, after like, Seriously, three, four, seven, or eight times, you're going to love all these fiberlicious foods. And one of the things that we like to say is WTF. It's not what you're thinking. It's where's the fiber. So every time you look at your plate, ask yourself, WTF? Or better yet, every single time you take a bite or a drink of something, WTF, where's the fiber?
0: I love it. Marcia, do you want to talk
1: more about fiber? Yes. So Jackie and I, a lot of our women come to us and they lead with weight loss. And we notice they're on these very low fiber diets. Cause we're like, write down what you're currently eating. Let's see your lifestyle. And so they fill out this questionnaire. And of course it's a low fiber diet. Everything's high protein. So it's like switching the conversation and letting you know, if you want to focus on anything, you want to focus on fiber because some of them really want to get into, oh, what are my macros? How many, how much protein do I, do I need? And Jackie, I kind of, through the diet psychology, we're like, okay, we're going to teach you food freedom. And it starts with fiber. And let me show you this. If you want to count anything, I want you to go on chronometer and count your fiber. And they're like, what? I've never done that before. And we're like, let's just focus on fiber. And so we always tell the new people focus, you want to get 25 to like 50 grams in the beginning, adding it slowly. If they're predominantly I would say like part-time plant chick, you know, they're eating some fruits and vegetables here. We want them to still up a little bit more. And we tell them to focus on about 50 to 60 and our plant-based pro, pros, they just do it for fun. We play games with them and they're upwards of 80 grams of fiber or more. And so, and of course they feel great, they're not effective. Jackie and I did it, we played this game of like, how much fiber are you eating? You know, in a day, and let's just check it out from the foods you put, go chronometer. And Jack and I average 75 to 90 in a day, which is totally normal. That's three meals a day. One of our meal could have 25 to 35 grams of fiber. So if you think times three, that's 75 to 80, depending on the what's in there. And it really shows the women like, whoa, I guess I never would have thought of fiber. And then Jack and of course, she just explained, you know, like we're chronically deficient fiber, we're not getting enough. So we love to explain with science, with fun, uh, play fun games with them. And have them think of food differently because our mission is food freedom, but we believe it starts with fiber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things in our society that because fiber doesn't really contribute, like it's not absorbed. It doesn't contribute to our caloric intake. A lot of people think it's inert. Like it doesn't do anything. Fiber is technically a carbohydrate, but it's undigestible. So we can't digest it, but it does so much. Just like Jackie was saying besides, you know, helping you go to the bathroom better, it actually decreases our cholesterol by binding with excess cholesterol from the bloodstream. And it can also decrease our excess hormones and remove toxins from our body. But one of the things that's becoming even more important as we learn more about it is the gut microbiome Mm -hmm. and how much we really, really need fiber Maintain those little bugs in our digestive system that do so many good things for us, not just help us feel better in our tummy and digestively, but even our cardiac function and our mental health. So, you know, when Jackie said fiber is life, I mean, that's I'm totally going to quote you on that one because it is true. I mean, fiber is so important. Okay, so can you give the listeners some examples of? Some foods and the fiber content, because people aren't used to counting fiber. I'm sure most people know the calorie content of like you know half a cup of yogurt or something like that. but most people don't know how much fiber is in something. Would you be able to give us some quick references?
2: Yeah, so they're actually when we make a smoothie and we don't have smoothies every morning, but right now it's it's winter, it's Miami, I live in Miami. It's actually hot here in 80, like 80 degrees. So I am having a smoothie this morning. Literally, if you throw in greens, you throw in some ground flax seed, maybe some oatmeal like um, uh, steel cut oats or whatever kind of oatmeal and some kind of fruit. I usually have a frozen banana and maybe another fruit. You can get upwards of about 25 grams of fiber in that smoothie alone and add in some water as well to thin it out to your desired consistency. And for people that are just wanting to eat more plants, they're wanting to transition more to a whole food, plant-based diet. A lot of times when you increase your fiber intake too quickly, you can have a lot of GI distress, a lot of bloating, so adding in some foods that are not as high in fiber but still have fiber, like potatoes or cooked vegetables, cooked very well, this is a really good way to ease yourself into a plant-based diet or a plant checks lifestyle without a lot of the symptoms. One thing when you are eating more fiber, you want to drink more water, and I'm holding up a glass of water. So make sure that you are drinking water because water is going to help move that fiber through your body and help assimilate the fiber and have it work better in your body. So drinking more water, exercising is also another way to improve your gut microbiome. So making sure that you're moving your body, and it doesn't have to be like going to the gym every single day, but going for a walk, going out in your garden, just doing something active and that can really also help with their gut microbiome.
1: Try to eat as many plant food as you can in their natural state. It could be raw, slightly cooked. Um, A lot of people really don't know, we always get the question every single day, never fails, how do I go plant-based? And it's like you want to start eliminating or you know eat less of meat, dairy, eggs, start making that portion smaller or eliminating it totally and then adding more fruits and vegetables. And just like Jackie said, sometimes in the beginning, you might have some GI issues, but you just need to weather the storm a little bit. Know that you're gardening your gut with all these healthy plant-based foods, and it will be worth it in the end. All of a sudden, you're gonna sprout and be like, I have so much energy, I feel good, less inflammation. Um, just, you don't feel like you're on a diet. That's what I like about it, because so women that come from the diet culture or lifestyle, you know, they have the same questions that we had, is fruit gonna make me fat? Is You know, all these carbs are going to make me bad. There's all these questions. And really it's hand-holding somebody through the beginning part of their journey. Because we see a lot of plant chicks that we've helped like six months later into their journey. Now these girls are becoming plant-based health coaches. They're opening plant-based restaurants. They've embraced the plant-based lifestyle. It's so beautiful to see the route that they take. And they get it. They're like, aha, I don't have to be on a diet anymore. It's just like, boom. You know, it's like aha moment for them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely more an emphasis on abundance rather than scarcity, which I feel that the diet culture that we come from, it really is about scarcity, like how can I eat less? What are the different methods that we can use to eat less food? But whenever you eat a whole food plant-based diet, you can eat sufficient amounts to feel comfortable and not feel that you're going to starve to death, you know? It's it's a wonderful beautiful way of eating. So what about gas?
2: What about gas? Gas is actually a normal thing that happens to all of us. And honestly, when you're eating cleaner foods, when you're eliminating the crap, the calorie rich and processed foods and the animal products, the gas, the flatulence doesn't have the aroma or the displeasing smell that most people experience or that most people experience on a traditional standard american diet or a high animal product diet so gas is normal Mm -hmm. gas is normal
1: yeah (laughs) we we joke around with our our plant chicks try because a lot of them like on the dl they're like hey i have you know when i was eating this high protein i I only pooped once a day or every couple days they're like i'm like hey we're all about talking about gas your valve movements so we named the poop emoji his name is Fiber Slayer. So we're like, we hope you fiber slay three times a day. Cause you better be slaying through that fiber. So we joke around with that fiber slayer and then it makes them feel more comfortable with, you know, gas and going to the bathroom because as women, we're, it's very interesting going to a lifestyle, a plant-based lifestyle. How many women, you know, even myself, like back in the day, you wouldn't go to the bathroom maybe one time a day, every couple of days. We had one girl who had win weeks and I'm like, whoa. So just to hear that kind of stuff, like finally I went to the bathroom, I'm going every single day and I feel better. I feel less toxic, less inflamed. So we actually praise people and their bathroom issues.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I used to be chronically constipated for 30 years of my life and I would sometimes poop only once a week. So I know how horrible that feels. And I feel like every time I go to the bathroom now, it's a celebration, (laughs) I'm so thankful for my plant-based lifestyle because I love pooping. (laughs) I love pooping so much. It's so great. And I also tell my clients and my students, because I teach cooking classes as well, that when we have gas, we should rejoice. We should be happy because that means that we're keeping our gut bacteria happy. We're feeding them. When we feed them that fiber, they produce the gas you know, some gas also is from swallowed air. So sometimes people might want to look into how they're eating and that kind of thing, but really a lot of it does come from those little gut bugs. And when we're feeding them and we're treating them right, they're rewarding us. They're making us feel better. So it's not a bad thing. I'm glad you guys agree with me. (laughs) Okay. So I would like to ask both of you, what do you wish more women knew? You know, that's actually a really hard question because I feel like there's
1: so many ways I could answer it. And so many things I wish women knew, but just uh, just basically have a tribe of women that believe in you because at the end of the day, sometimes you feel like you're alone and like nobody understands you. And really there's somebody out there that understands you. It's finding your tribe. And I wish they knew they could just go out there and find resources of that right person like right now, when they're listening to this podcast, maybe they can relate with us. Um, maybe they're reading a book and they're finding that author. And, you know, it's all about looking for that tribe. And it may not be your tribe in the beginning. Um, it's kind of like you have to date around till you find the right tribe. I mean, it happens to the best of us. Um, that's why Jack and I created ours. We're really open. We're honest about, you know, from our failures, which I always see them now as, as the beauty of my past. You know, it was before I was like so down about myself about it. And, you know, we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves as women, you know, and then coming together and banding together and just bonding through our personal experiences. I think it's so beautiful. It's like when I was younger, it's like you're embarrassed of these failures. And as I got older and embraced them, it's like, you know, this is the beautiful thing. This led me to where I am today. And it's not that bad. No matter what it is, somebody else actually has it worse than you and they're struggling through it. So, you know, I, I wish for them to just have more of an open mind and know that they're not alone.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Our failures, our mistakes. There are stepping stones to our future, a beautiful future, because just like you said, all of the things that happened to you in the past are experiences that have helped you become the person you are today. And it's given you so much empathy. You have that love. You have that compassion in your heart because you know what other women feel like. So finding that tribe and normalizing these things Whenever we actually talk to each other about them, that, yeah, I did that. That happened to me. I went through that. It normalizes so that we don't feel so alone. So that's beautiful. How about you, Jackie?
2: You know, I just like, I totally agree with everything that Marcia said. I just also like to add, finding out what your why is, what drives you, what motivates you, because your why is going to help you stick with whatever trajectory you're on, whether it's your diet, whether it's your career, whether it's your family it will help keep you where you need to be it will help you set those healthy boundaries that you need to set so asking yourself what lights your fire what brings you happiness what brings you joy and also recognizing some things that you don't want in your life what is it that you are not okay with and just set those healthy boundaries and determine what that why is it's really really important and a lot of women We just look at the family, we look at everyone else and we're so, we're so focused on making sure everyone else around us is happy that we forget about ourselves. So we really do need to see
0: what, what is your why? Mm, That's so beautiful. It's like your guiding light. It helps guide you Mm -hmm. and helps you make choices along the way. That's awesome. For both of you, what personal habit are you most proud of? How did you develop it and how do you maintain it? And it can be any kind of habit.
1: Well, mine would be consistency (laughs) because I was the one that would try something and fell. I was never consistent at it, whether it's a diet or just things in life. I always, I was, would say I was, used to be flaky. I used to be, I didn't follow through. So I noticed that the one thing I needed to flex and be strong at is consistency, no matter what, what it is in my life with my nutrition, my lifestyle habits you know, communication, my education, all kinds of stuff. So it's taken me a good 10 years to work on it, but I feel like now I have the grasp on it. Like consistency, if I'm doing something small, consistent things daily, I'm winning.
2: And to add on to what Marcia said, she taught me consistency and she also taught me always be coachable. We always use hashtag always be coachable. And she is the master of always being coachable. She loves education. That makes her thrive and it really it gives her a lot of, it just, it makes you shine. And it's beautiful to see.
0: Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And I think I agree with Marcia on consistency. I actually have a podcast episode just on that topic, because I think sometimes we feel like we have to go out all out and make this big push and then we do it, but then we don't continue it. So it feels like it wasn't worth much or that we didn't do enough or it didn't work. But sometimes it's the small things that we do consistently over time that give us the biggest results instead of going all out and doing this big push that exhausts you, but then you stop doing it, you know? So if we could just maintain even small changes, these small habits, it can produce so much that we didn't even imagine. And the being coachable too, that's about keeping an open mind and keeping your mind open to what else you can do. What can you add? How can you improve? How can you tweak? It doesn't stay the same. Okay. Nothing ever stays the same. So how can we evolve as our bodies change, as our beliefs change, as the world around us changes? Yeah, those are so so great. Good job, ladies. Well, this has been wonderful. And I want to give you some time to talk a little bit more about the Plant Chicks, what services you offer, what products you offer, and how listeners can connect with you amazing ladies.
2: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us on your show. We're so excited to be here. You, We are across all social media at Plant Chicks, P-L-A-N-T-C-H-I-C-S, because we're plant chic from the beach to the street, so nice. on, um, Facebook, and if you're a woman, you're on your wellness journey, we invite you to join our Plant Chicks Tribe. This is women only. We support you up. There's absolutely no judgment. You're in a no judgment zone. You're in a safe space. So Plant Chicks Tribe on Facebook, Plant Chicks on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and TikTok. If you guys are anyone on TikTok, oh my gosh, this is a fun platform. So head over and check us out on all of those. And we also have some really great uh plant chicks programs. We've got our plant chicks seven-day starter kit. And it's a really good tool to use if you don't know how to go plant-based. And it's a 50-page ebook. So we have we myth, we do mythbusters in there, answer all kinds of questions, all the frequently asked questions. We have recipes, we have workouts, we have documentaries to watch, podcasts to listen to, people, plant-based physicians on social media to follow plant-based nutrition conferences to attend. Like there's so much information in there. And then if you want to step it up a notch, we also have our Plant Chicks 30-Day Challenge. And we're gonna be doing, we're gonna be launching this, or not rela- not launching, but we're going to be promoting the Plant Chicks Challenge for January, starting in January. So it's something that it has workouts, more recipes, more tips and tricks, and you always get two awesome coaches, Marcy and myself, on any of our programs. And we also have our Plant Chick Cellular Cleanse. It's a whole food, plant-based cleanse. So you're eating, 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 but we take out all the inflammatory foods, including plant-based foods. So there's no processed foods. So tofu, none of that is in there. We also uh, take out some grains because grains can be inflammatory for some people. So in our Plant Chick Cellular Cleanse, you can do this anywhere from three months. I mean, three days to three months. I was actually on it for three months when Marcia trained me in the fitness competition. And the hardest part for me personally was no coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And we are uh, launching something crazy amazing. You guys, you have to come over to Plant Chicks January 1st because we have something incredibly huge that we can't talk about until January 1st. And it's only available for a week. It literally, nothing's been done like this ever. So you have to come check us out, Plant Chicks on Instagram, Facebook, any of the social media channels to see what this incredible, amazing deal is.
0: Wow. I don't even know about this incredible thing. They haven't told me, listeners. So I I am just like on the edge of my seat. I want to know what this is. It sounds amazing. Cool. You guys have so much that you offer and you guys do such good work. And where did you say the tribe is? Is that on Facebook? Facebook. Facebook. Yep. Okay. And then, so is the tribe? Uh, is that a private group or is it a closed group? Private or C- no? I think it's private, right? It's not secret. Yeah, it's private. Private for women okay. only. Nice. Okay. So they can go through your website and find information about all of that. Absolutely. I just have to say, I'm really impressed that you guys are on TikTok because you know I've been hearing about TikTok and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna check this thing out. I feel like I got sucked into some kind of weird alternate universe that I don't understand, but yet I couldn't rip myself away from it. But it it was like, what's going on here? Why are there all these like 13 year olds doing weird things? I was really, really confused. And then I ran away and haven't gone back. So maybe I need to give it another try because it was really scary. Marcia's
2: had a couple videos go viral. It's crazy.
0: That's awesome. I need to look it up and see what kind of videos you guys make because I was trying to think like what what kind of videos would I even make? Like it does, it didn't make sense to it's me. So all you guys are way ahead lifestyle. of the game here. Yeah,
2: all around the plant-based lifestyle. Brilliant. They're fun. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Okay, great. Ladies, this has been fantastic. I love your work. I love your bright, shining, smiling faces. You guys are doing so much good in the world. So thank you so much for what you do.
1: Thank you for what you do, too. We love your podcast and love you spreading the message. And I always feel like I learn little tidbits of nuggets from you every single episode. So thank you for doing what you do.
2: And Dr. Yami, one other thing I'd like to say. So whenever Marcia and I do talks, we always start off with this really cool, amazing song. And the song we got from your podcast, The Broccoli Song. So we love you. And thank you again. Like Marcia said, thank you for having us. And thank you for everything that you're doing.
0: Awesome. And yes, we have to credit the rocket surgeons because seriously, when I heard that song for the first time, I'm like, why don't they have an entire veggie album? Because I love it and the video is so adorable. Well, ladies, I hope that you both have a very plantastic day and I will be seeing you soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Dr. Yami. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at Rocket Surgeons Music. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, all of my social media links can be found in the podcast description. Send me a message and let me know what you think of today's podcast. Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and drop me a line if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a plantastic day.